billion but what's tying into this is also saying there are greater obligations than the money we win. There are greater obligations to people and to God that we have than just trying to settle on half billion, half billion dollars is actually a lot of change. So putting this all into context, what, who are we obligated to? St. Paul, when he wrote to the Romans, was speaking of the obligations and the tensions of being a Christian in this order of time. Paul was a Roman. Paul was a Jew. Paul also was a Christ follower. He had three communities he was responsible to. In this time in the Roman life, there were many, I'm trying to find, think of a better word than saying cultic obligations that one was, that one was obligated to just for social graces. To wit, for those who remember, or if you remember your classical studies, there was a huge pantheon of Roman gods. If also remember your classical history, once uh, Augustus became Caesar, Caesar became God. So if you're a polite person of Roman society, you would walk into a house, there would be a little niche, and you would sort of bow, acknowledge that niche, and you would then walk in and greet your host. You're vowing and acknowledging the household gods that protect the house. This is a polite thing to do. Your host, hostess, has always acknowledged those gods. They protect their house. We found those, not we, but those were found in the excavations at Pompeii and Heracleum, that this was a normal part of society. It's sort of not unlike my genuflection of the cross as I come in. This was, although that is my faith, this was being polite and recognizing who overall watches over the house. If you eat meat at a festival or going to the neighborhood barbecue, there is a high possibility that meat was sacrificed at the sacrifice to a Roman god or goddess and then given to you or sold to you. Or maybe the butcher got the meat that was that was cut and sacrificed in a blood instead of a burnt offering, and then you're eating that. You are eating something sacrificed, not to God. If you are a member of the Roman bureaucracy state establishment, every day you acknowledge that Caesar is God, not God of the Holy Trinity, but walking, living, human being God, not Jesus. And you do that because you are a member of the state. Whether you are a centurion, a Roman officer, if you are a member of the bureaucracy, if you are a member of parliament, the Roman Senate, this is your job, you acknowledge that. St. Paul is recognizing all these obligations in your life, all these debts are to a foreign god. What comes to mind, of course, my twisted head, is something out of Cecil B. DeMille and the Ten Commandments with the dancing and the drinking and so on before the fatty calf, for those who remember that movie from the 1950s or even better, the 1920s one. Um, it, was quite the, it was quite the party of the people who the moment Moses was out of sight, they wanted to go back to Egypt 
and were worshiping idols again instead of recognizing God who had delivered them out of bondage into the desert, we fall back and become indebted to the ways that we used to be. This is what St. Paul's talking about, not money. He's talking about our behavior and how we're caught up in our behavior and asking us to quote from the 12th verse, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. It's a little convoluted, but what St. Paul's trying to explain to us is we become beholden to our pattern of life. We become beholden into the ways that we behave and then forget that there's another way we behave when we're in church. In another way of looking at it, what we do on Sunday should reflect on how we behave Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That could be how, that could be our debts, that could be our business, that could be how we treat one another. I am known in my family for driving and making probably inappropriate gestures at people who cut me off and anyone who drives the Golden Gate Bridge during rush hour knows that's a daily occurrence. And I had the same because the bridge was shorter lane because of the marathon this morning. Need to change that. It's Sunday, so I shouldn't do that Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But this also comes through in the way we are committed, the way we are enslaved, the way we are indebted to the behavior that we normally have every time we go out. How we treat one another. Do we, do we walk past the person asking for some spare change? Do we cut people off when we drive because we're looking for that well-desired parking space in North Beach and we're gonna grab it no matter what? Is it how we treat the newcomers into our neighborhood? I remember, remember I grew up in a small town. My job was dropping off the cookies or shortbread or something to the neighbor's house to say welcome to the neighborhood. And then also going back a week later to bring the plates back. <laughs> but trying to see of how we behave to one another that God has shown us in a way to live in a loving, an earnest and true life. To live in a loving and earnest true life. To break that indebtedness. <laughs> to break that indebtedness. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, to break that indebtedness that we're stuck in ways that doesn't exist on Sunday, that we behave in our normal human ways of acknowledging false gods, of being caught in ways that are harmful to others, being caught in ways that are harmful to ourselves, and then flipping when we come back on Sunday. That's what St. Paul's writing about. That's what he's talking about, of, being, of dying to those ways, and being reborn into the spirit, being reborn into the way we could be, the way we are called to be, the way that we should be, that God willing, with God's help, we can be of being better people, of being true followers of the Christ. It's not easy work, saints. I know I have to fight it every day, but I hope that with God's help, I can do this. 
and I know I have full faith in you that you can do this too. Professor Israel Kamanunza, who teaches at St. Paul's School of Theology, wrote about this. As the spiritually adopted children of God, the church, all of us, the church must exhibit love, kindness, spirituality, holiness in everything that it does. And the members must strive to live out the life of the Holy Spirit, one that lays out a legacy for others to emulate and to follow. The legacy for others to emulate and to follow. What we do and how we act when we are identified as Christians is that legacy. As you may have heard, we have a son, he's 28. He was raised in the church. He sang in a choir since he was this big to that big. He went to Sunday school. He went to teen, to teen group at St. Mary's, our family's church in San Francisco. He was an avid member of teen group. He was a counselor at St. Dorothy's Rest. He was a counselor at Bishop's Ranch. He has a great voice. He doesn't go to church. This shouldn't be a surprise for a lot of us. He doesn't go to church. Although I do note that when he came back for Easter break, uh, when he was posted to uh, Virginia, he just did a walk on in the choir and took his place singing double bass for all of the tridual. I give him credit for that. If you asked him, does he believe in God, there's kind of a, hmm, this is a kid, also, this is a boy also who went to St. Ignatius for four years. It's not like he got away from the church. He also takes communion, so we say he's kind of hedging his bets for an agnostic. <laughs> but I, you know, was sitting, and when I picked, and, and the final kicker was when I picked him, when we drove down to, uh, San Diego and picked him up in boot camp and I said, just kind of a professional curiosity, uh, can I meet your chaplain? Who's that? All right, it's the guy in the brown uniform from the Navy, has a little cross up there. No. But, you know, this is who he was, but it, which is all right because he's our son, I love him dearly. But this is something that he said a few months ago that surprised me. He said, you raised me in the church, and I'm not sure about God, but I have, the, I appreciate the values of the church that have stuck with me. I appreciate the values the church has shown. Doesn't believe in God, treats people fairly, takes care of people. Um, it was a special mention when he came out of Pendleton that he was the guy who ran back down the hill to drag somebody out. He tries to treat people fairly in everything he does. All right, trying to be, in, remove the debts to the old life and pick up the debts to the new, to be more godly like. I think that's what God's asking us to do, really, is to let go of the things that will hurt us and, let, and be indebted to the things that make us more godly. So, Powerball for, I'm just going to say it again, over $500 million. 
I ran a credit line for about that amount. It's a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm sitting with my beloved, and we're idly talking about this and what we would do with it. And I'm mentioning boats and a bigger house and paying off the mortgage and maybe setting up something. And, you know, did I mention cards and books? And I said, what would you do? And she said, well, we put a little something aside for, you know, to have some fun. And then we set up a foundation and possibly get involved with people who buy a medical debt. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. What about the cars in the house? Oh yeah, we'll do that too, but there's more than enough to go around and this would help people. To be indebted to following in the way of Christ, she got it. Yeah, I got a little work to do, but she got it. And that's what I pray for all of us, that when we come out on today, when we go through those doors into our mission field, we remember that we are indebted to living in the way of Christ and that we do one good thing that changes one person's life just for today. And keep playing those tickets. You <laughs> never know. You might be indebted to here. <laughs> Go forth in peace. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415 388 1907. Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon. <laughs>